All right. And we are back for another week of the NFL CSM podcast. It is week five of the season, week three for the podcast. My name is Dallas Dalside, your host and probably the best looking guy on the podcast. Well, yes. I, I don't know about that one. Jack, I was going to say that I'm you, not sure about that. I was going to say you were the most intelligent guy on the podcast. So okay. that, that's Jack Clark, just so you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're in week three of this. This is like officially a thing now, Dallas. We're doing this. Yeah, it's it feels really good to continue. I mean, consistency is the biggest key. And uh, with consistency comes some, every Tuesday, some additions as well. And here we have Aaron Jeffrey on the show. Aaron, tell the people about yourself. A little fun fact. And I'd just like to start off, I'm a little offended on the <laughs> intelligent and good looking. I think I got both those categories locked down. Um, well, but you are new, so we can't really we can't compliment you on the top of the sh- on your first show. Come on, you're not a seasoned veteran like Dallas and I. We have two episodes under our belt. Oh, that Aaron Jeffries a one of a kind, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I joined the podcast. Uh, I'm glad to be here. You guys invited me on. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a fun time. We gonna hope so. Some good chats. We've had some pretty good discussions. We've so had far. some kind of. We've had some good ones. We've had some heated ones too. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Cincinnati Bengals and Buffalo Bills. I mean, I've really <laughs> stood up for the I, Bengals so far in this podcast. Are very bad, Dallas. That doesn't represent my organization whatsoever. I just want to let people yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. I have to say, I've been listening to the podcast, and I totally agree with Jack. Most there. Of the time. See, look what I'm saying. So that that's what I'm saying. Jack, uh, last week we uh, we took some picks, and oh, um, no. Jack took five games. Oh, guess, good. Guess many he got right this speaks to his awful intelligence level which was sarcasm by the way listen okay it was a tough week you gave me some tough games i had a few viewers um tell me that i had much harder games to uh pick than you did so i went one in four but i had much harder games to pick listen there were a few upsets already. there was it was an interesting week in the nfo we're gonna get right into week four we are gonna talk about what happened in week four we are gonna talk about some of the injuries sustained in week four we're gonna more quarterbacks. Monday night <laughs> more fo- quarterbacks Monday went night football down. football wasn't the best. Maybe not the worst, though, that it's ever been. We're going to talk about an MVP category through the first month of the season. Uh, divisions, as well as previewing maybe even a better Thursday night football game than in week four. Thursday night's week five matchup between the Rams and the Seahawks. Then, of course, week five picks, which is always a competitive it's time. Always, it's something. We're getting Aaron in on the picks this week. He's a oh, rookie, yeah. so... We'll see how he does on the picks. Brand new clean slate for Aaron. Yeah, zero and zero right now. Don't worry, your plate gets dirty quick in this. I'll tell you that much. All right, let's start with our uh, picks from last week. We'll start with mine just to get them out of the way because I went one and four. It was ugly. I don't really want to talk about it, but I don't have much of a choice. That's right. We're going (laughs) to dig right into them, aren't we, Aaron? Uh, honestly, I do not agree with any of your picks, even when I was listening last wow. week. Wow, well, I could have used <laughs> I that you advice. Said you agree with everything that Jack does on the show. I agree. The opinions, not you. the picks. So much for that. All right. I re- okay. So the first game I picked was the Eagles-Packers game. That was the Thursday night game. Wrong. I picked the Packers. I mean, what what can you say? It was just it was a good game, really. It was, it was a good game. Do you think the Packers? Uh, we're going to go 16-0, and 0, though, or do you think they're going to lose some games? Obviously, the they're going to lose some games. I think that was one they probably could have lost. Yeah, but, you know, that Eagles, the Eagles team just played well, especially with all their injuries and stuff like that. I was surprised to see the, the Packers lose this one, especially because the Packers' defense had been playing so well. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. You know, I just expected the Packers to kind of roll in this one with all the Eagles' injuries. I think the one thing to give fairness to Jack is when he did make the pick, uh, Alshon Jeffrey was not listed as healthy. 
and him coming back was a good help for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's true. That is a good point. Yeah, I didn't have this information. I mean, I still would have picked the Packers. I'm going to be honest. Carson Wentz threw for three touchdowns in the game, uh, and the run game came alive, which I thought was the key component for why the Eagles Jordan got Howard that win. Jordan Howard had me had 30.2 fantasy points for me, I think, which was ridiculous. I still lost, but that's different conversation. That is unfortunate. It uh, is, but you're right. The the running game for the Eagles did come alive. All right, so the next game we I got wrong was the Titans and the Falcons game, and I was just really just giving it like I was hating on this game hard, like big time. I I snored. That's how that's how much hate I put on this game, and this was maybe top top three exciting game of of the week of week four of the NFL. Um, obviously the most exciting game was the Rams and the Buccaneers, but we'll get to that later. Um, I picked the Falcons in this game. The, again, Marcus Mariota and the Titans, they proved me wrong again. I said Mariota cannot lead a team and not produce a good record and not lead an offense down the field. He did all that on Sunday. He he walked that right down the throat of the Falcons' defense, and uh, he looked good. Yeah, okay. No, I, I mean, uh, the Falcons, I like to start calling Matty Ice the checkdown king because... I had some fantasy players in this game. I tuned in for like the last four minutes, and it was just check down city over there in Atlanta. Matt Ryan found Devontae Freeman, I want to say five plus times in the last two minutes of the game. Just dumped it down to Freeman. They were down 18 points, so not much to play for at that point. But you now the Falcons, I, I honestly was high on them after the first two weeks. Yeah, of the season, you were, <laughs> especially when they uh, beat Philly in their own in uh, in Atlanta. But um, yeah, the Falcons have a lot of regroup regrouping to do. And they have to figure it out quickly before the season becomes out of reach. So that is another tough, uh, tough pick there. The two home teams let you down. Yeah, there. I think I think I read somewhere that the home teams went like two in eleven or something. Like with the, that was before the Sunday night game happened. But it was ridiculous stats or something like that, where the, almost every home team lost. So that was didn't help me much. The next game was the only game I got right though, and that was. The Redskins and the Giants game. And I called it. I knew Dwayne Haskins was going to come in this game. I thought he was going to play a little bit better than he did. But I knew he was going to come into this game. I feel like they should have just said right from the start, hey, we're going to start Haskins. We're going to prep him as best as we can. But he comes in off the bench, kind of unprepared. Uh, I mean, obviously, they they prepared him somewhat. But I feel like if they would have just announced him as starter, they probably would have done a much better job and had a bigger chance to win that football game. But... Yeah, no, congrats on picking Danny Dimes and the Giants. We'll give it to you. No, and I think you kind of had to see this coming from Dwayne Haskins because I don't know if you remember how he played in the preseason, but it was pretty much like this, like it was on Sunday. He threw picks, not a lot of touchdowns, didn't look very good at all, and didn't look NFL ready. He just didn't look prepared. His... They also couldn't get the run game going. The Redskins just couldn't get any. Yeah, their defense. offense their offense could not get anything going. What was it, three points they scored? Yeah, 24-3. to three. Yeah, it was. that's tough. Uh, Bears and Vikings, you took the road oh, Minnesota Vikings. I remember it. My quite Vikings well. let me down. I'm not even a Vikings fan, well, you but were I just high on the Falcon. Or well, I was high on the Falcons. You were high on the Vikings. Oh, and, and it, man, I us. loved the Vikings. I loved them. I said how exciting they were to watch, how explosive Dalvin Cook and their offense could be. Khalil Mack and the Bears defense was said no to that. They shut me down. They their defense. I watched a lot of this game because I was again very excited by the Vikings. I loved Alvin Cook. I love Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. I don't love Kirk Cousins, but I felt like he could get the job done. Uh, Adam Thielen just ripping uh, the uh, Vikings offense style after the game. I don't know if you guys saw that, but I didn't see that. 
Uh, he, he just wasn't happy that they didn't uh, get any deep balls in that game. They ran the ball. They played really conservative on offense. They only scored one touchdown, and they went for two after. So they only put up six points in the game. I know the Bears have an incredible defense. but The defense was just amazing in this game on the Bears' side. They, Kirk Cousins didn't have any time to throw the ball. And then when he did, I mean, the secondary shut him down. Like, it was just... It was one of the best defensive performances I've seen in a long time. I felt the Vikings defense played really well, especially handling Chase Daniel. They gave up 16 points allowed, but still, this was a very winnable game for the Vikings, and they weren't able to come through. I was actually impressed with Chase Daniel because Mitchell Trubisky did go down in this game very early. Another quarterback injury, but he did go down early, and I don't think there's been anything to come out yet. I know he's not playing next week, that's for sure. Um no, Chase Daniel, I thought he looked pretty good in this game. He came out, he, he he wasn't an amazing quarterback, but he did what he needed to do. He controlled the clock, he got the Bears down the field when he could, and he, I mean, the Bears defense is going to win football games by themselves, so if Chase Daniel can come in and score 20 points, 25 points kind of thing, I think the Bears are going to win a lot of football games. Well, the Bears got to go to London this week to take on the Oakland Raiders, that game being played in Tottenham. Uh, kind of an interesting game to have in London. The Bears and Raiders, two like division, two teams that never play each other, uh, should be kind of uh, an interesting game. We'll get into that later. Uh, the last game you picked though, Cowboys and Saints. You went again on the road, taking the Dallas Cowboys, the undefeated Dallas Cowboys at the time. Um, again, this was another defensive battle. Like n- neither of the offenses could really get anything going. And the reason I took the Cowboys is because I did not trust Teddy Bridgewater to get the job done, and I still don't have full like okay, he's the guy that can get the job done. But they just, they've just they changed their offense with uh, Bridgewater. He's not the quarterback to go deep. He runs a West Coast offense, quick passes, um, five, ten-yard passes kind of thing. And, it, and they got the ball down the field. They just couldn't score. So Teddy Bridgewater earned a little bit of respect for me this week. I feel like he can maybe get the job done, but I still need to see a little bit more from him. But again... Dallas's offense just couldn't get anything going. I don't know. I know a lot of people watched that game and they considered that to be a boring football game. I know the Saints weren't able to get any touchdowns and it was kind of a low scoring game, but I really don't consider this much of a boring football game. I think this was a very well coached football game. Both teams kind of shut down what uh, the, the opposing teams do well. The Cowboys like to run the ball well with Zeke. He was wasn't able to. Establish he was almost a non-existent. Uh, Cooper likes to get the ball lots. Uh, Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore covered. Wow, Amari he played Cooper really, really well. well, especially because he's had a rough start to the season. He played really, really well on uh, Sunday night. And uh, of course, there was the fumbling. Jason Witten had a fumble, a key fumble in the game. E- Ezekiel Elliott had a fumble on fourth down there, which I don't know how they actually called that a fumble because it looked like his elbow uh, was down. Uh, on the turf there, but uh, the refs will, will make those calls every now and again. The NFL the, and refs have been, they've been interesting this year. They've got, not only with their calls, but like on the mics and everything, just the refs as a whole have been not great, I'm going to be honest. There's been a lot yeah, of bad calls. an interesting NFL officiating year. Yeah, it is. I remember I was watching a little bit of the Chargers-Dolphins game, and there was a ref on the mic. I don't remember what his name was, but he's calling the LA Chargers San Diego and calling the wrong numbers and stuff. He was all over the place. Um it was it was hard to watch, really. I know a lot of fans want to, want more of an explanation on the pass interference uh, challenges that we're gonna see. I think like the the main goal of what the refs are trying to do with that pass interference is to call just absolute, complete, obvious pass interference penalties that didn't for some reason get called. They're not gonna call something where the guy's hand was there. 0.5 seconds too early, even though yeah, obviously they won't overturn it might have that. a difference. They're going to yeah. leave the ref's judgment number one, 
And if a call is made, it's going to be very hard to change. And if a call isn't made, it's going to be very hard to change unless it's very obvious. And fans need to start getting that through their heads that it's not just because the hand or like something was there just a second earlier. It, it still is. Yeah, they're not, not going to over. They're not going to overturn that. Yeah. And they can't. If they start overturning everything like that, the game is just going to be ruined. I think like every, it's going to be impossible single, to play. Like, Hail Mary would be like. Yeah, it's back, going to be impossible. Try again. It's like, going to be impossible to play defense if they called it like that. So I actually think that's one of the things I think the refs are doing well this year is that pass interference rule. I think they're calling that fairly consistently. So yeah. those are my picks for the week. Uh, as you four. can as you can see, they did not go well. Dallas, let's talk about your picks. You did exactly the same as you did last week. Three and two. Which isn't bad, considering I took a wild underdog. We'll get right into that right now. The Browns and the Ravens in Baltimore. I ended up taking Cleveland to win that game. That's exactly right. I took Baker Mayfield and the Browns over the Ravens in a tough divisional game. I I just want to put it on the record that Dallas came up to me after the podcast and went, did I really take Cleveland in Not this on game? the record. Not on the <laughs> yes, record. You did. You came up to me the next day and you're like, I took Cleveland over Baltimore. That is complete fiction, folks. It's not. I it am. Is. I would not lie. This actually happened. A complete fabrication. It of was words. definitely not. Definitely not. Well, either way, I said it on air when it counted. The Browns with a big win over the Ravens. Another thing I was able to get right: the Patriots over the Bills in an undefeated matchup. There, the Patriots held on for a 16-10 win. Another quarterback injury in that one. Josh oh, Allen man. went down. I was high on the Bills. I was believing the Bills hype, and then Josh Allen went down. And as much as Matt Barkley is kind of like Chase Daniels, where he can come in and manage a game. The Bills are not going anywhere with Matt Barkley. Tom Brady threw for, like, I think 150 yards. Yeah, the Bills' defense was insane in this game. Completely bailed out by the Patriots' defense in this one. Tom Brady did not do enough to win this football game. you got to give credit to the Bills' defense, though. Yeah, no, the Bills definitely kept their team in it. And, I mean, it's very hard to win games in this league against or with your backup quarterback, and especially against the Super Bowl defending champions. So A tough hit on Allen. That was a gross hit for he, for he left with a head injury. It was, it was a bad hit, head-to-head. Is there any uh, more on Allen now? I'm pretty sure he's not playing week five, but I'm not. He he did enter NFL concussion protocol, Okay, but um, there's nothing totally confirming what the injury timeline is. I know there was minimal hope on the Bills when they were three and zero, but I really see this. I can really see this team going back down to five hundred soon, and then maybe falling even low. I could even see them going like six and ten for the end of the season. I don't know. I I really can see this team falling apart without a real quarterback. If if Josh Allen misses significant time, their defense is really good, but they need Josh Allen to play to be successful. Um, Josh Allen's status versus the Titans is unknown right now. He okay. did enter the concussion protocol, like Aaron said, but he they don't know if he's going to play on Sunday or not. I think the Bills' defense is uh, probably one of the better ones in the league, and I, think- I mean shutting Tom Brady and the Patriots' offense to what like. Well, Tom Brady threw for, like, he had, like, the lowest passer rating he's had since, like, 2006, I think it was. That, I mean, can, shout out to the Bills' defense. They play, if you can shut Tom Brady down, you've done your, that's all you can do. Having Brady only throw 18 for 39 is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's something any defense wishes to happen, and including Patriots are one of the most explosive offenses in the league. And you're able to shut them down to, and hold yeah. them to 16 points in any football game. They, what is it? What, but coming into this game, the Patriots have scored 30 plus every single game they've played. I know this was like their first real test, but still 30 plus in three straight games—that's pretty impressive. 
helps when you get to go up against the backup uh, quarterback in the fourth quarter, obviously. It does, yeah. And I'm not going to be the Patriots hater here, but similar to the Cowboys, they've kind of had a cupcake schedule. And, um, well, they pulled out a win. That's all you can really do, I guess, in the NFL. A win's a win. They're they're perfect still, so. Moving on to the Chiefs and Lions, I was able to take the Chiefs because I just felt like taking Patrick You Mahomes got and lucky in this Andy one. Andy Reid was the obvious thing to do. I actually am high up on the Detroit Lions, though. I think they I are thought a good they played team. really well. I think they are. They proved a lot to me this week. Yeah, and I mean, I know it's tough to beat Patrick Mahomes, the former MVP, the reigning MVP, I should say. Um, and they had a chance to do so at the end of the game, I believe. They just weren't able to pull it off. So kudos to the Lions for um, keeping it close with the uh, the Chiefs there. But looking like 3-0 and so far. And then they're, they're, here's where things fell apart. All right. This game, this next game, I can't even, I don't even know how this happened. This game was probably one of the most craziest football games that I've watched in a long time. Jameis Winston is the most unpredictable quarterback in the entire NFL, by far. Jared Goff threw for five. If you told me that Jared Goff was going to throw for 514 yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a day before the game, I probably would have went to the bank, took out all the money I have, and said, yep, Rams by a million. But uh, they lost. By 15. (laughs) They scored 40 and lost by 15. Yeah, that was was crazy. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored 55 points. Uh and took down the Rams 55-40. I, I can't believe it, man. I really can't. I, I was shocked when I saw this score. They came out of the gates flying. It was like 21 nothing before you could snap your fingers. Like the Rams were behind the whole way. They got up to a very slow start. Jared Goff threw for three interceptions, had a key fumble late yeah, in the he game. Had, he had 514 yards, but four turnovers. So many, And they had to throw the ball like 60-plus times. Like I think he dropped back 68 times. Yeah, that's just nuts. I, I know he had 45 completions still, but I mean, they played behind the whole way. I think this game is going to have an effect on both teams' seasons. Maybe not uh, this upcoming week, but over the course of the season, I can see the Buccaneers getting progressively better, and I can see the Rams maybe slowing down a little bit after that, especially after that defensive performance against Jameis Winston. Talk about quarterbacks you cannot trust. And the most incon- Jameis Winston can go from throwing, scoring 55 points on offense to throwing three key interceptions in five minutes. Like, I just can't understand. I don't understand Jameis Winston at all. He's, I wanna, I wanna he's add, so inconsistent. I, I want to add that the Buccaneers should be 3-1 and one right now. Had uh, Matt, Matt Gay, Gay not missed that field goal against the Giants, they'd be 3-1 and one right now going to the Superdome this week to play the New Orleans Saints 3-1. and one. They'd both be 3-1. and one. It'd be the one of the best games of the week. It still is a really good game, and I'm actually uh, interested to see how Jameis Winston will do because – Last year, I don't know if you guys remember, but week one in the season. Fitz Magic, baby. Fitz Magic went into the Superdome and shocked the Saints. So we'll see what happens there. Last game of the week, the Jags and the Broncos. I really thought that the Broncos were going to pull out their first win of the season. You need to start believing in Minshew mania. But Gardner Minshew. uh, The Mississippi mustache can get the job done. He showed me up in my pick'em, and uh, I finished the week three and two. So, I mean, I still did better than Jack, and that's all I'm here to do. Okay. This week. The tables are turning. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do like three and one, four and zero, oh, and you're gonna struggle. I'm calling it. We're That's moving. my bold prediction for this week. Just so the fans know, we are moving the five game pick'em to a four game pick'em, and we are in, uh, introducing Aaron Jeffrey into it. Yeah, he's so. coming in. He's Jack. I'm honestly rooting for you. Honestly, I, I, I that's what I like to hear, after. Aaron. This is why you. This is why you joined because I need this kind of motivation. Aaron and I are gonna get into it later in the show. Don't you worry. But um. Let's talk about that Monday night football game, uh, kind of a blowout game. It was, it's, 
I knew I thought the Steelers would win, but I know you were really high up on the Bengals, and I was, I was high kind of, up on the Bengals uh, last night. I was high uh, on the Bengals when they were playing Buffalo, and that was it. I signed a one-day contract to be high on the Bengals. Oh, you were really high on the Bengals, but anyways, it was just the Cincinnati was a no-show in this game. Yep, they couldn't get anything going. Mason Rudolph, I mean, he played as well as he needed to. Obviously, they won twenty-seven to three. That's a blowout victory. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a statement game for Pittsburgh just because Cincinnati couldn't get anything going here. I think, yeah, I think it's more of a Cincinnati loss than a Steelers win. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I, I think that's a good point because, again, Cincinnati, this Steelers team was 0-3, and I said they were still a good team, but they're 0-3. I think a lot of Bengals fans are ready to give up on the Andy Dalton saga, and I don't blame them. Um, they're probably 95% going to... 95% chance of drafting a quarterback in the 2020 draft, uh, potential to have a top three pick in that draft. So, um, yeah, I think Andy Dalton's kind of done in Cincinnati after this year. Yeah, you know what's funny? Talking about the draft just for a second here. The Dolphins are tanking so hard, they get the fourth pick as of right now. They're not even they're they're t- not even a top three pick right now. How fu- That's hilarious to me that the fact that they're tanking so hard and they have the fourth pick. Just as if the season the ended right now. Four, you're talking. You're saying that's yeah, why. So- yeah, so the other teams that are 0-4 would get picks higher than the Dolphins. So the Dolphins, who are clearly just trying to tank as hard as they can to get this first overall pick, don't even have a top three pick right now. There uh, there are two really good quarterbacks at the top right now. There uh, there might be a third one in Jalen Hurts, but uh, Tua is going number one, obviously, to wherever to whatever team wants him. I don't think the Redskins will go for him just because they got Haskins, but uh, on a side note, he he's going to either be playing in Cincinnati or Miami, or Denver, maybe. Now, on your note of the Dolphins getting the fourth pick, I think that might be changing by the end of the season. Yeah, because I think the Dolphins are going to keep losing. I, yeah. It'll I be, be interesting, though, because well, the Redskins play Miami. I believe the Bengals uh, go to Miami as well to play a game. So there are some uh, big matchups there that I think are deter- going to determine draft spots. But the O-line did no help for the Bengals yesterday. They didn't help Andy, and they didn't help Joe Mixon. So Yeah, they did nothing. It is uh, it is unfortunate. The other quarterback, though, Justin Herbert out of Oregon, I think, is going to go into the NFL and be a huge difference maker. Yeah, but- he's looked good for Oregon. All right, let's move on to maybe the most controversial story of this week. Vontez Burfecht has been suspended for the rest of the season, including playoffs if the Raiders make it there. On a hit, on a head-to-head hit on Jack Doyle, that was it was hard to watch. When you first saw it, you cringed. But he suspended for the rest of the season? What do you guys think about that? I think, including you look at Jack Doyle, he's as he came out and said he's perfectly fine, he just got tackled. Yeah, that's, that's think, literally what he said. He's like, I, the helmet protected me. It felt like I just got tackled. Yeah, I think it was obviously a dirty hit. It deserved some kind of suspension. I think a full full season's a little high. I understand what the NFL's trying to do here. They're trying to get this hit out of the game. It's the exact hit they're trying to get out of the game. Yeah, um, that, that clearly head-to-head with intent. They're trying to get rid of that, and it was clearly intentional. Like, he could have not done that. The court, I mean, it was hard to watch. It was a hard hit to look at. You cringed when you saw it. Obviously, Perfect has been in tons of meetings, and he's been told who knows how many times, one more and you're done. Like, you're done forever. He's 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 probably heard that. Well, that's that's the new conversation. Over, that he might never play a down in the NFL again. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, you, you've got to take that and use it to your advantage. And not put yourself in these bad situations and he clearly did that i don't i don't think it really matters too much 
if the player is hurt or not because that shouldn't matter, especially if you're attempting to injure a player with a dirty hit, helmet on helmet. It shouldn't matter if he's hurt or perfectly fine because what? So the next guy, we're going to let him also get a hit on a helmet on helmet and then what if that guy gets yeah. hurt oh okay well now we'll take him well off. look look well, at why like you, you got to eventually cut you got to make a line and you got to stick by it look and at the I think uh, they made a perfect example look at the josh thing. allen hit i mean that was head on head i mean i don't know if it was intentional but it was it was hard to watch it was another one right on the right on the crown of the helmet there head to head so and the that josh, josh allen one is probably it, he was more standing up so the fairness there the Josh Allen hit was yeah he was more of a runner at that point where mm-hmm. Jack Doyle was on one knee when yeah he was going down and so. I I get that's why I think that's why Burfecht got suspended I don't think he should have been suspended for the whole year but I get what Dallas is saying where he's clearly had warnings where he's like this is if you do it one more time this is it you were you're done the NFL also has handed out some pretty ridiculous fines so far through the first couple of weeks of the seasons for late hits and other hits yeah of the sorts like I don't know if you remember the Jamal Adams baker mayfield saga in week two yeah when jamal barely did anything to he pushed him while he was out of bounds Pushed him exactly and i I mean he was still kind of inbounds making a late throw and yeah jamal adams got fined i think twenty thousand dollars or something yeah something crazy he's making enough money where it's not a problem but it's still just like really he got fined for that like that's an nfl twenty thousand dollars is twenty thousand dollars that's exactly right and i'm sure i'd be lucky to see that kind of money one day but we will see Going back to the Monday night game really quickly. Uh, news gets worse for the Bengals as John Ross is expected to miss multiple games with a shoulder injury. So maybe the only spark they've had on offense is hurt for at least a couple weeks. They're missing, Just kind of throwing that out they're there. They're really missing their receivers this year now. John yeah. Ross, the third's missing. A.J. Green's missing. I think I have A.J. Green on one, if not two, fantasy teams. I'm just kind of hanging on to him, waiting for him to... Uh, win me my league later on but yeah, we'll see okay. how that goes but okay yeah no the Bengals I think are also kind of go, going into tank mode into quieter tank mode though if you will like they're not loud Miami Dolphins tank mode where it's very obvious blowing that it they're up trying yeah, they're to not... lose but the the Bengals are still they've still played some good football games like they they almost took down the Bills who were 2-0 and I mean time, week one so. they almost took down the Seahawks Exactly. Like that was a crazy they, game. The Seahawks won 21 to 20. I mean, that was crazy. And the Bengals, I think, were winning at halftime after John Ross had that huge deep catch uh, late in that first half. Yeah, it was so. crazy. No, with the, the thing with the Bengals are if they go uh, like 3 and 13, 4 and 12 kind of thing and do get a high draft pick and do draft a quarterback, you said to play, replace Andy Dalton, that quarterback's going to have some pretty good weapons around him. John Ross looks like he's coming out and being a star this year before his injury, obviously. A.J. Green's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Joe Mixon's a solid running back. I mean, he's going to have solid pieces around him coming into next year if they choose to move on from Andy Dalton. Yeah, and I think that's got to be something they got to look at with Andy Dalton. He's been there for so long, came out of TCU in college, and I think it's just it's just time to move on. They, they got rid of... Uh, Marvin Lewis, uh, which was obviously something that needed to be done as well. Yeah, Marvin Lewis last year, Andy Dalton this year. Yeah, whole new look for Cincinnati next year, possibly, possibly. So do, and they also got rid of Perfect. So I think just lots of major changes that needed to be done, and I think the Bengals will be a good team going forward after this season. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind the Bengals. I mean, I like their uniforms. I like everything. I don't know. I don't mind Andy Dalton either, but I like Joe Mixon. I like um. I like AJ Green a lot. I just wish that they could produce, and they just they can't. They're just, it just it's not happening. So it might be time for some serious changes. I, I don't want to put all the blame on Andy Dalton, but at the same time, 
Like he's never been able to produce in Cincinnati since he's been there. I has, mean, he's made the playoffs he, a few times. He's but made the playoffs and they've played some home playoff games. I don't think he's ever made it to. Has he made it to the divisional round ever? I don't, I don't think, think so. he has. And if he has, he hasn't made it any further than that. So, do the time for a change in Cincy. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with that. And like I said, they've got good pieces around them. They just can't. Andy Dalton's he's he's one of those quarterbacks who you're almost guaranteed. Well, I guess not this year, but he's a seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven quarterback. He's never going to win double digit games. He's never going to lose double digit games. Aaron, do you think it's time to move on from Andy Dalton, or do you think you, it's we're overreacting here? You think it's it's too early? I think honestly, Andy Dalton's coming to the point in his career where it's just. He never really had an amazing career to begin with, but I think it's honestly at the point where he's just going to be passed around team to team, and I think Cincinnati has a team to be competitive right now, as Jack said, and I think they do need to move on and look for a young star. As you can see, a lot of um, teams that have drafted young quarterbacks have uh, developed into very good teams, like the Browns, like the Eagles, like the um, sorry, the Cowboys have drafted oh and also uh who could forget about the ravens with lamar jackson um who has turned into not only a running back but also a passer as well <laughs> and um i think a young quarterback would be very good for the Bengals, and i think it's important for them to turn their franchise around and bring the fans back in yeah, so I'm just looking at Andy Dalton's numbers here. He's got he's went 11 and five in 2013. That was kind of his best number, and they were good from 2012 to 2015. It looks like where they were double digit 10 and six, 11 and five, 10 five one, and then um, 10 and three before Dalton got hurt. But but after that, since 2016, they have been extremely mediocre. Like just not nothing to get the job done. And his stats have never been outstanding. They've been okay. He's went over 4,000 yards twice it looks like in his career and that's i mean that's just okay that's nothing that, that you're not going to stand out with that those those stats look mediocre and the nfl is definitely changing into more of a mobile quarterback era yeah and i don't think andy dalton really fits he's not old though he's only 31 years old which isn't like crazy especially because you look at like tom brady drew Brees, philip rivers who are like good six seven years older than him he definitely has some more he's got some more years left in him so i i think he'll find a job somewhere uh, another thing with like the landscape of the NFC North division, you take a look at like a team like the Browns who uh, went with a younger quarterback in Baker. You look at the Ravens who have decided that Lamar Jackson is the guy over Joe Flacco. You look at the Steelers and the Bengals. Yeah, it's, it's about time. I mean, Big Ben went down with an injury. Otherwise, he'd still be playing, which is fair enough. But the Steelers and the Bengals, it's up, up to them to now uh, get younger quarterbacks, I think, to compete against Baker and Lamar for the future. Because if you look at the NFC East, that's kind of what, what happened too. The uh, Cowboys, Eagles, um, Giants, and Redskins have all replaced their quarterbacks in the last two, three years. Yep. And they've got their future guy for the next 10, 15 seasons. Yep. And, I, well, I mean, the Redskins are still struggling out, out of the gate. But so far, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys look like they have some real promise with those young quarterbacks. So I think once the Bengals kind of figure it out that they need to move on from Andy Dalton and draft maybe a high-ranked quarterback out of the draft this year, I think they're finally going to be in that stage with those other teams. Yeah, I said Andy Dalton would find a job, but I don't know if he will. I think he'll find a backup job, definitely. Well, you look at a guy like Ryan Tannehill. That's what I was just about to say that. I was just about to compare him to Ryan Tannehill, who's backing up Marcus Mariota right now. 
he'll find a backup job somewhere definitely, but I don't know if he'll start next year if he's not starting for the Bengals. Quarterback injuries, though. I mean, I, I think that's a good point. Possible, right? That's a good point. Started by like week week two. Yeah, exactly. at this rate, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, there, there's no knock on Andy Dalton. He still has uh, the whole season to turn around here, but I project no more than Yeah, three, we're only a month wins. in. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm completely wrong. I think it's also a tough division to play in. It is, it um, is a very tough once division. Big, once Big Ben did go down, though, the division obviously got a little lighter. I think it's always been kind of a tough division to play in, though. Like I guess the Browns have always been bad, but the Ravens and the Steelers have been competitive for a lot of years now. So I guess it's always kind of been a... It's been a hard, It's been a tough division to compete in, minus the Browns. For gets forgotten about in that division. They do, got the yeah. Two top teams, and then you just got the Browns. And everybody knows team. about the Browns because they've been historically bad. But it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's always been a tough division. Around. The Browns and the uh, Bengals are kind of flipping spots almost from the last five years. Well, I don't know if I can. T- I don't know if I'd uh, compare the Bengals to the Browns just yeah, yet. Yeah, no, okay. just yet. Well, I mean, they haven't but, won a football game yet this year, so I mean, I think the Bengals could turn around turn it around pretty quick if okay. they go out and get the right guy i agree with that I, like i said i think they can be uh competitive next year if they find a better quarterback all right fair enough um i like ripping on the cincinnati Bengals. yeah you are just complete complete opposite of what you're doing I, I two weeks ago forever i don't think i know you were yeah Bengals before Bengals. So. This was fun. We'll probably do this again. And I mean, the weeks. more they lose games, the more we'll rip them. Let's hope so. And maybe even if they win one and get some hope and then they lose, we'll rip them again. That, that'll be even better. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, we are a month through the season right now, and uh, it is really hard to um, see Patrick Mahomes not winning the MVP right now, but there are still some other candidates in the NFL that could uh, – possibly uh hit that off what happened just now over there i think it was aaron like moving the table or something yeah, i think the table just uh, almost got taken down. i don't know what just happened something i was using my football power to uh, i guess so i mean yeah well i'd like to Except apologize you, to the fans i don't know if you could hear it but it was definitely something that we noticed and it was it was oh it's happening again what is going on with this table today Man, this we're table. Strong. We I are guess so. strong. Exactly. Man. We're gonna keep our arms off the table. Exactly. Going forward, but um, we'll uh, we'll start with Aaron here, uh, the strong guy. Speaking um, of strong guys, we were trying to prepare for this podcast today, and we were on a call preparing. And Dallas goes, "I can't call you right now. I'm in the gym. I'm just trying to get a workout I was in. Trying I'm trying like, to get a lift in. Try, yeah, he was trying to get those gains, and Dallas, we're trying to prep for this podcast. These guys, yeah. Close. yeah, Dallas, let's let's move off of the NFL for a second. My, How much are you benching? I try and go for stability over really heavy weights. <laughs> I'm so going for bulk. Not I, <laughs> I bench. It sounds like he's scared to say. It. Yeah, I bench 185, sometimes a bit more. But you tell me, you 12 reps? I'm no hero in the gym. Okay, I just try and do my thing. I try and build stability. It's a slow grind. Get in, get out. Do yeah, thing. Exactly. keep quiet. Look Headphones good, in. Good. There's no metal to win there when I go so there's no sense going too too hard you know you don't want to hurt yourself okay like every other quarterback in the NFL yeah, this year I don't want to be like the quarterback yeah all okay let's get back on the NFL we kind of asking me about personal questions on the NFL no, Dallas, CSM Dallas, podcast I think, the fans just want to hear I think they're curious on how much you bench press I Wait, think we should open up a Twitter page you know what they're also curious about Dallas who is your MVP through the first month of the season okay I like getting back on track there we go see what I did there the fans I got back it. on track all right well Okay, I know that in an NFL season, you're not going to be amazing through 16 games, all 16. You're going to have some 
bad games, you're going to lose some games, but that doesn't mean that you can't win the MVP. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is an obvious candidate, but to say that the quarterback on the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, isn't a candidate is absolutely ludicrous. Uh, Dak Prescott has looked absolutely amazing through three of four games so far this year, and it's really hard to fault him that much in game four when he faced the Saints because... Uh, like I said earlier in the show, Jason Witten had a fumble, not Dak's fault. Ezekiel Elliott had a fumble, not Dak's fault. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that Dak is responsible for the loss at all. And he's put up very amazing numbers through the first four weeks of the season. He is right up there with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, obviously he might not win, but I think he's definitely a very strong candidate. And to say that he isn't is, yeah, absolutely ludicrous. Dak Prescott's an amazing quarterback and a big reason why the Cowboys are Super Bowl favorites for the season. I think it's fair to say he is a very good quarterback. I think he needs to have some more challenges on who he plays. Playing yeah, the, the first the first tough Redskins game. And Dolphins the Giants without without Daniel Jones. The Giants without Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Love that guy. Um, I think uh, Prescott's a very good quarterback, but yeah, I think time will tell. But if is he, he a forty million dollar man? Well, I'm not talking about the $40 million, and through the first four weeks, he has looked pretty good. Dak Prescott isn't going to go out ever and probably throw for 500-plus yards like Jared Goff did this week, but they don't ever get into a situation where they have to throw for 500 yards. The only reason that Jared Goff threw for 500 yards is because he got up to a very slow start, threw three interceptions in the game, fumbled, and had to play hero quarterback for the whole game, which is something that the Dallas Cowboys are striving not to do. Dak Prescott, just because you have to be a hero and have the stats to show for it doesn't mean that you're, would you say that Matt Ryan's a better quarterback because he has more passing yards than Dak? No, obviously not. His team's one and three, and he's a huge reason why. Dak Prescott, I mean, obviously kind of a dud of a football game, 22 for 33 against the Saints for 223 yards, no touchdowns and one interception, but still uh, an excellent season up to date. So very, very hard to say this early. It's just a a month into the season. We're only a month in. I think so. a good thing Dak also got going is uh, Zeke in the backfield. That I helps. Think if he ever does have moment of he thinks he's not going to be able to pull it off, he's always got Zeke to fall back on. Yeah, just arguably the best off. running back in the NFL. So. Well, Dak Prescott also has the most game-winning touchdown drives us in the NFL since 2016 when he came into the league. He has won way more games than he's lost, and he also has a couple division uh, NFC East titles to his name. So to say that I mean, he, yeah, he's had a he, he's had a good team around him, but he's he's a main reason that that Cowboys team's good. I think that ta- Dallas Cowboys team is one of the most complete teams in the NFL. It's hard to find a weakness there, honestly. Their defense is ex- extremely good and like Dallas says, they've got an MVP candidate quarterback uh, leading the way. Yeah, no, I think uh, Dak Prescott, if he can keep it up here, keep throwing the ball well, limit the mistakes, and um, add a little bit more passing yards, then he definitely has a chance, and especially if the Cowboys can uh, can keep winning football games. So I know it's bold. I know Patrick Mahomes is the obvious guy, but don't turn your heads from Dak Prescott just yet. All right, so I'm going to go with my MVP, can- uh, MVP candidate next. And again, we're trying to avoid Patrick Mahomes just because he's obviously the number one guy. It's, I mean, his stats are insane. We're not going to bore you talking about exactly. why Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. Exactly. I am going to go with I say is the most underrated player in the NFL. And I say he's underrated because he's playing on a team that is, I think is extremely mediocre. Their quarterback got hurt. This new quarterback's coming in, and he's getting all the hype because they've won two games in a row. 
I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers, and I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey. Kyle Allen has come in ever since um, Cam Newton got hurt, and he's been getting all the credit uh, for why Carolina's 2-0 since he's come in. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the NFL. I'm just going to say it. This guy does everything. He's got 411 yards through the first four weeks. That's He's on pace for over 1,600 yards, and that's just on the ground. Everybody knows how explosive he is out of the backfield catching the ball, too. This guy is the reason Carolina's won two games in a row. He's just he's a monster. He's absolutely crazy. He's basically the only weapon they have on offense. Their receiving core is not that good. Their quarterback's Kyle Allen, who really isn't that good either. Christian McCaffrey is the reason this Carolina Panthers offense is it scores points. I'm just gonna say it. Christian McCaffrey is the only reason this team scores points. I just think he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. And looking at his stats, he's just insane. It's hard not especially because if Carolina goes on to have a good season without Cam Newton. It's entirely because of Christian McCaffrey, and you look at a most valuable player. Without Christian McCaffrey, this Panthers team is horrible. I think he's definitely going to have to have a season for the ages. As we've seen in the past couple years, there's been some running backs that should be um, possible MVPs but have not been. And I think it's a long time coming that a running back deserves the MVP title as it's been quarterbacks for many of the past couple years. And I think your prediction's bold with Christian McCaffrey, but I think he's definitely one of the running backs that could end the quarterback era of MVPs and bring a running back into that title. See, when I think of MVP, I think of the player on a team where if you take that player out, it falls apart. That is the most valuable player to me, especially if Carolina, like I said, comes back and wins games and they have a decent record. Christian McCaffrey, is all, I think he has to win it. Just because, like I said, he is the reason this offense goes properly. He's just, he's absolutely insane. If you take, like I said, if you take Christian McCaffrey out of this Panthers team, this is a team that wins two to four games, I think. Because I just, I don't know. I think the Panthers have a really good defense, too, that gets overlooked. Um, The Panthers held Houston to just 10 points. They got after Deshaun Watson. Um, I think the Panthers' defense just doesn't get enough credit. I know they've lost two games earlier in the season, but I, mean, I, I agree. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a top three running back in the NFL, I, I like to think, so far to start this season. So, no, I like your pick. I, I really do. We'll see if he can keep it up, though. Because I think he can. It's, I, it's I, a I wouldn't be, league, right? I so. would not be surprised if he goes over 1,300 yards this year on the ground. I'm in, like, another five, 600 in the air. The guy's also, a stud. I love this guy. He's lethal in the passing game, too. So that's... He's their best wide receiver and their best running back. I mean, how often do you get that? Uh, exactly. It, it, it's incredible. Uh, I guess I'm up next. You are. Let's um, hear it. This one's probably going to get some bit of hate It here. really is. I already know what this pick is, and I am myself am going to hate on it a little so, bit. I know it's a bold prediction, but looking at the teams he's played and the injuries that have occurred on this team, we talked about this team already and some of the injuries that have happened and some of the adversary this team has had to fight through. But this man is none other than Carson Wentz. I'm just not sure about this. You're going to have to convince me on this one. MVP candidate. You're going to have to convince me on this one, Aaron. Talk about a homer. Yeah, Uh if if you weren't aware, and you probably should be after that, Aaron's an Eagles fan. I'm sorry, I'd like to point out, Dallas is also a fan of his team that has the same name as he him. was named after Dallas the team cowboys and he picks Dak prescott and we don't we don't get him for that that's fair that's fair Wentz. i see how it is i mean at least Dak prescott's won 
three games out of four. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz loses to Atlanta and Detroit at home. All right, I'll get right into the Falcons and Lions game. You Let's so, hear it, because you're going to have to convince us a little bit on this one. This is a reach, even for you, Mr. Jeffrey. So I'd like to say, if you look at the depth chart throughout the season there, Alshon Jeffrey, out. Deshaun Jackson, out. Dallas Goddard, injured. In the Lions game, their only threats in the air were Zach Ertz and N- Nelson Aguilar. Who drops more passes than he's catch. I said that last week, but I'm sticking to it. Yes, as a third receiver, though. So that's kind of where he fits in on the Eagles depth chart there. But after you double coverage Zach Ertz, your only threat is Aguilar. So in fairness, a team that went up against the Chiefs this week, the Detroit Lions, and fought to a 34-33 to loss, but put up a fight against the unarguable undis- un, uh, MVP, Patrick Mahomes. And we're saying Patrick Mahomes is the top MVP, and he has trouble against the Detroit Lions. But Carson Wentz can put up a fight against the Detroit Lions without any of his receivers. And that's where I see um, 963 yards, nine TDs, and only two interceptions on the season. I think... People are overlooking Carson Wentz, and I think he's going to have an insane season back to his 2017 form, and I think you guys are overlooking him. All right, well, okay, here's the thing. Jack mentioned it a little earlier. Um, Value, most valuable player. I'm going to say it one more time. Value. Okay, I see where you're coming. I see what you're going to say here. And with... With Carson Wentz on the Eagles, that's great. It's sunshine and rainbows down in Philly. But without Carson Wentz, what could the Eagles possibly do? Oh, yeah. Win, Win a, a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh, All right. If anybody says Nick goodness. In this oh, part, so if anyone Nick says Foles, Nick, no, don't even say the name. If Nick, a Nick quarterback can win a Super the best Bowl for that quarterback, team, Philadelphia, the quarterback. Seen I don't care how good he is. <laughs> I was when Nick Foles <laughs> went to Jacksonville. I was praying he got to play the whole season. So he could prove all everybody that's been doubting Carson Wentz and saying they should have signed Nick Foles. He could have proved everybody and set and basically put that talk to rest because Nick Foles is an average quarterback at best. He got lucky what about the, in the he Super even Bowl. Caught a touchdown in the Super oh, Bowl. He's the MVP. <laughs> How could you call him overrated? He's a Super Bowl MVP. Carson Wentz it plays such a risky style game diving headfirst all over the place. He has injury history so young into his career. And you want to come on to our show with the Eagles at 2-2 two and two <laughs> and call him the MVP? There, so listen, I'm just going to say this too because I'm looking at the Eagles right now. They're 2-2, two and two, and we all agree the Redskins are one of the worst teams in the NFL. They barely beat the Redskins. They were down a lot in that game. To the Redskins. To battle back. He battled back and won the game. We're talking about the Washington Redskins. They get off to the worst start every game, and they have to dig themselves out of a hole. Another elite quarterback in Tom Brady, who has battled back in many different games. Not against bad teams like the Washington Redskins. Right, who might be the worst team in the NFL? No, sorry. No, Dolphins. No, I'm Dolph- no, 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 no. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. It's the Dolphins. Sorry. Gentlemen they're Jack, bad. That's strike one. They're bad. We've got a three-strike rule here on the NFL CSM listen, podcast. Listen, they're bad. I, the Redskins are bad. 
The Redskins That's are all I'm bad. saying. All right, I had to pull up Nick Foles' stats from 2018. So he started five games, only threw seven touchdowns. I'm going to pull up another stat here. All right. He also Nick Foles, led a win Super against Bowl the Chicago Bears. MVP. That's a that's a big stat right there. A big that's, stat, a, yeah. that's a big one. Okay, but can we look at the other guys on that team, on that Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl run team? They had one of the possibly amazing, possibly one of the best pass rushing, de- not pass rushing, sorry, rushing defenses in the NFL that year with Fletcher Cox leading that, and you have Jay Ajahi in the backfield. You have Garrett Blunt. Okay, where's Jay Ajayi right now? Okay, but that's <laughs> where if you look at Jay Ajayi's right stats. Okay. I, lo- I, I love it. I think people are sleeping on Carson Wentz, and I think you guys are all going to be shocked by the end of the year when the Philadelphia Eagles win the NFC East and Carson Wentz leads that team to a 13 and three record. Like only, I, you only, think they're gonna go gonna twelve and one? one more game. You think they're, they're gonna, gonna go twelve and one? The Packers. He didn't oh, bailed up by his run game against the Packers. Yeah, Jordan Howard went off. Jordan Howard went completely off. He threw for like I know he got three touchdowns. That's fine. Okay, good job. Throw him a parade. Like get the streets of Philly ready again for a parade. The Eagles are two and two. Let's give him a parade, all right? Um, let's let's go out in the streets. And Might as well give Carson Wentz the MVP already. Let's get confetti in the CSM. Uh, it's over. I guess Carson Wentz is the MVP. I oh I, I think you're just sleeping on him. He faced two top ten defenses, and if you look at uh, other quarterbacks in the league, there's many have gone down already that could have been possible MVPs, and I think Carson Wentz is in the running there, and I think he's got the team to make him also look like an MVP quarterback. And facing somebody like the Packers, who's a very good team with Aaron Rodgers leading that team. Um, to Did you see how many yards he threw for against the Packers? Uh, I believe I had 160. 160 yards. Three touchdowns, though. Okay, so touchdowns. he threw touchdowns from the five-yard line as Jordan yeah, Howard okay. marched him so down the field. So we get down to the two-yard line. Oh, I threw for three touchdowns. Oh, big Yay. deal. Like, oh, my goodness. You got to you gotta do a little bit more than throw a couple touchdowns in the red zone. Maybe throw first. 200 yards. Yeah, l- let's, Maybe. Let's see Let's see a little bit more because the, the run game bailed them out huge. He's winning football games for his team that needs to be won. They yes, won football two, games as a team. Yes, they're 2-2, two and two, but they face teams like the Falcons. They're very short-staffed there. <laughs> and... And they face teams like the Lions when they were very short-staffed. I think they have... You're like, not convincing me here, Aaron. You're not I convincing me. I'll give you the Lions, but the Falcons? Really? You're going you're gonna to... Dis- this is coming from a man I'm who thought the Cincinnati Bengals were good a week ago. I, okay, all right. All right. Words, into my, words into my mouth there. I, I, can we pull up the podcast from last week? Is that possible? Well, I'll have to look at it uh, tonight. I'll have to go back to that podcast and make sure Jack's correct here. Because if that's true and you're hating on Carson Wentz, I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying Dallas is right. I'm also saying you're not right. I I just think you guys are sleeping on Carson Wentz. He's definitely in the talk for MVP. I, I think, think he's so. finally back from injury. I think his 2018 season, he was hurt from the moment he stepped on the field. His ACL never totally healed, and they blamed it on a back injury because he was overcompensating for stuff. I think Carson Wentz is going to perform better in the upcoming weeks and just like Dak Prescott he gets to play teams like the Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants and again the Redskins so I think he has teams that he's gonna face that he can easily 
put a show on against. And I think with his mobile and his run game, um, I think he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league this year so and easily the NFL. I'm looking at MVP odds for 2019, and I'm looking at five names here. They're all quarterbacks, every single one of them, and not one of them's Carson Wentz. So there's five quarterbacks ahead of him right now. That could, that's just quarterbacks. That's not counting Christian McCaffrey. That's not counting any other good offensive player or defensive player that's not a quarterback. Obviously, they don't win MVPs. MVPs go to quarterbacks 95% of the time. But there's five other quarterbacks that aren't hurt, that aren't like that aren't injured for the year, that are ahead of Carson. I don't even know if he's sixth. I'm just looking at the five names right here. I don't see Carson Wentz anywhere on here. I don't here. know how you could I even think-, think right now that Carson Wentz would be an MVP candidate. They've only won two out of the four games. I mean, that doesn't sound very valuable. Yeah, it's an impressive win against the Packers, but an impressive win against the Packers counts for the same amount as a win against the sluggishy Miami Dolphins. It doesn't matter. Who well, you beat in this league? Uh, they can't. I guess it I all, it's all, it's all one win, but it does Maybe count as one win. Maybe matter are the divisional games, but you can go oh, on the road and oh, lose. Oh, here we go. You can go on the road and win in Lambeau, lose in Lambeau. You can go on the road and win in the Superdome. You could lose in the Superdome. What matters the, the most, <laughs> what matters the absolute most is the divisional games. All right, games. here we go. I'm just going to set this up for a few people because I know what's coming up. Dallas over here, obviously, Dallas Cowboys fan. And if you can't tell, Aaron's a bit big Eagles fan. So they have a bit of a rivalry going. I'm just going to kind of sit out this conversation as a Chargers fan over here. I've got my own struggles. I've got my own problems. You guys are going to battle this out and talk about the NFC East for a second. So I'm going to let you guys hold this conversation, and I'm just going to listen and laugh. First, by starting off, I'd like to say that your your Los Angeles Chargers listen, are We're not talking about them awful. right now. Awful. They almost they were losing to the Miami Dolphins at one. Hey, but point. they won thirty to ten. They they, 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 they got the same record as the Eagles. They're just like the Eagles, bad starts. <laughs> so so to to hold say. Hold up, hold up. Are we gonna really say the Dallas Cowboys have had this amazing start? They lost to the Saints. They beat, the only good team they've played. They beat the New York Giants without Daniel Jones. Without Danny Times. And they beat the Redskins by only ten points. So nothing too accomplished there. It's the Redskins. You're hating on Carson Wentz for beating the Redskins and me bringing up he beat the Redskins. I think um, the Cowboys haven't played amazing teams yet. They beat the Miami Dolphins, but who isn't going to beat the Miami Dolphins this year? I think if a team manages to lose to the Miami Dolphins, it's going to be a team that um, just doesn't have anything. And I think the Dallas Cowboys... Okay. haven't really seen any hard competition except for the Saints who they did in fact lose to. And that's fine. You are going to lose games in this league. You have also lost to the Atlanta Falcons, which is a million times worse than the New Orleans Saints. You also with lost to the Detroit our, Falcons. With our entire I don't want to hear your excuses. Down. I don't want to hear your excuses. Um we are uh in an, in the midst of a crisis here, okay? We are going to keep on talking about this. All right. But I just want to let you know that you guys have been exploited. You guys have some huge holes. Your secondary has a huge hole. We have not. We don't really have any huge holes. We have a great offense, offensive line. Um, obviously, Tyron Smith is hurt, and that might uh, be a bit of a scare. But we are still going to run the ball well nine times out of ten. We might have the one off game, but Ezekiel Elliott is a top five running back in this league. Dak Prescott is a very, very good quarterback to start off this year. Probably top five, if not top ten, in this league. 
and he hasn't made any crucial mistakes. We have a great defense. We have an insane linebacker crew. We have great pressure on the quarterback with Demarcus Lawrence and the guys up front. We have great linebackers with Sean Lee, um, Leighton Vanderesh, and Jalen Smith. And then we have a pretty decent secondary and whatnot, but the Eagles secondary is just so bad. How do you guys expect to make a run with that? Like, are you guys, are you guys going to trade for Jalen Ramsey? What's the plan there? I think Jalen Ramsey would be a good choice. I think they should make a push for Jalen Ramsey because I will give you our the Eagles secondary is uh, bad. I don't even know the word for it. It's just that bad. Um, but you saying Ezekiel Elliott, we get to play – the Eagles and the Cowboys play twice this year, obviously, because they're in the same division. But – I think Ezekiel Elliott will be shut down against the Eagles because the Eagles' box up front is insane with Fletcher Cox um, leading that, and possibly he's possibly one of the best D lines in the game right now. And I think um, Ezekiel Elliott will not get much done against the Philadelphia Eagles on um, on the ground. I think Dak will have to throw the ball, and I think that will be a true test to him as. He does have Zika as his fallback, and I think um, when Dak is actually throwing the ball, I think you'll truly see the true Dak, and we'll be able to see if your MVP is truly the MVP of this league. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles have the team to do it, and they also have a very easy schedule the rest of the year where they can get Deshaun Jackson back because he is still he was still out against the Packers, and they were able to beat the Packers without Deshaun Jackson – who is their deep threat in that game? And that's why they had to go to the run game a lot more because they can't just throw to Alshon Jeffrey the whole game and expect to win the game. It's pretty obvious for a Packers defense to pick up on what they're going to do. So they need a guy like Jordan Howard to step up and uh, make some plays. And that's exactly what he did. And when a, cha- um, a championship team, that's what they need. They need the next man up. And I think that's what the Eagles are doing, where I think the Cowboys are not as deep that way. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are a very good team, and I think they'll make a wild card spot. I do not think they'll win the NFC East. All right, I'm going to shut down everything that you just said here because last year the Dallas Cowboys faced the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 14. This was the game, Aaron. This was the game where you had a chance to uh, pick off Dak Prescott in overtime, but your player failed to do so, and Amari Cooper scored his third touchdown of the game. Dak Prescott had 42 completions out of 54 attempts for 455 yards and three touchdowns. You think that Ezekiel Elliott can't run the ball on Philly? Last year, he had 28 carries for 113 yards. Amari Cooper had 10 receptions for 217 yards and three scores. Ezekiel Elliott had 12 catches in the backfield for 80 yards. Oh, it was like... I'm enjoying this conversation. This is fun. To say that the Eagles are going to just completely shut down the Dallas Cowboys is, like I said, absolutely ludicrous because the Dallas Cowboys have these star pieces on offense. You you guys aren't going to be able to stop us, especially in the passing game, unless you change something. You you might limit Ezekiel Elliott, but he's just going to destroy you 
uh, in the passing game. Dak Prescott might not throw for a near 500 yards again, but I'm pretty sure he's going to beat you guys. We swept you guys last year. We have a very good chance to sweep you guys again. We know exactly what to do to beat you guys, and it's probably not going to be an issue. So, <laughs> so yes, you did sweep us, but uh, sorry, where did you end up in the finals of the playoffs? I think we ended up in the exact same spot. So the exact same spot, okay. I just wanted to make sure it was – we. nobody got further in the playoffs there. We so got to host saying, a playoff game. You guys didn't. That's that a good was, point. That's a good point. Um, yes, Carson Wentz was not available for most of the season. We had Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Foles. MVP. Super Bowl <laughs> MVP. MVP. All right. I'm, I can't even get started with Nick Foles. Nick Foles' last best season was 2013. All right, I think I'm gonna start to shut this conversation down before you guys kill each other here. I'm, I'm glad I got that out. But to think that the Eagles are any gonna last, win the division, let's get your last remarks in, and then we'll move on to our picks for this week. For the last 17 years in the NFC East, there has been a new division winner every single season upcoming. The Dallas Cowboys are gonna finally change that this year. They're gonna win the NFC East. They're going to have a top two spot in the NFC and get a bye finally and get some rest. They are going to win the divisional round, get to the NFC championship game, hopefully host it. I'd be even happy to welcome the Philadelphia Eagles at the AT&T Stadium for the championship game. I would love to watch Dak Prescott beat Carson Wentz for a third time that season oh if he's still healthy. It's getting and hot in here. I don't want him to get it injured. It is getting hot I in here. I do not want him to get hurt, but if he somehow is able to stay healthy with his style of football, I'd love to smack up Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles and send the birds home Oh, sad. my gosh. All right, Aaron, let's hear your last remarks. Then we got picks to make. Picks to make. I honestly can't even begin to think that you think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this division. Carson Wentz in 2017 led the league in many categories until he went down. And I think he faced almost the same Dallas Cowboys team twice. Few changes, obviously, but both Zeke and Dak were on that team. And I think Carson Wentz joining this team again, and I think the Eagles will make moves um, in the upcoming weeks for their secondary to boost their their squad. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles have more experience, obviously, in recent years in the playoffs. As how many games have the Dallas Cowboys played in the playoffs? I just like to hear you say it. Like, what do you mean in the playoffs? Like how many overall? how many playoff games have they played since 2017? Uh, they've made the playoffs, I think, every year since 2017. I know, but how many games have they played in those playoffs? Really put me on the spot here, Aaron. I'd love <laughs> to give you an example. He's just number. trying to make the point that the Eagles have won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles is a Super Bowl MVP. Cowboys have won five. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, but listen, I'm, shut, I'm shutting this conversation down. I'm He's saying, done. I'm saying one thing. I don't even want to hear responses from you guys. The Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. That's all I'm saying. Thank I don't you. even want to. Thank you, Jack. Don't, I don't want to hear a word from either of you. I'm just saying the Cowboys are the best team in that division. See, and that's why Gentleman Jack is uh, on I the podcast. Don't, I don't want to hear any... I don't know what you're typing up over there, but I don't even want to hear it, Aaron. You don't even need to spell it. We're, we're, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's trying to find out the, the time the Philadelphia Eagles last beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think it was over two years. I ago. don't want. It. We're done with the conversation. I Dallas wasn't allowed to speak. I I refrained from speaking. <laughs> Dallas you, kept going, <laughs> and I don't like this. We're, 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 we're done. We're, we're both picks, going to the ball. Picks, Dallas. You've got picks for me this week. All right, fine. We'll keep the ball rolling. Although we've got picks to make. We're over an hour into this thing. We haven't even gotten picks yet. I wish I could embarrass uh, Aaron with picks, but instead I've got oh. picks for Mr. Jack. 
We're going to get Jack back on the horn here. Jack, we're going to start things off with the Thursday night football game, a juicy game indeed. The Rams travel to Seattle to face the Seahawks on Thursday night football. Should be a good game. Who do you got? I have the Seahawks, and I'm going to tell you why. I love Russell Wilson. I love the guy. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. I just I think they got a great team. They put an apps they whooped the Cardinals last week. That's not a huge deal, but they just they were all over him. Car, I mean, I just I almost said Carson Wentz. You guys have got me thinking about the NFC East. It's no, heated. I just love Russell Wilson. I love I love what he does. See, I, I love mentioned Carson Wentz, not Dak Prescott. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we're not, oh my gosh, I just accidentally ripped my headset off by a. Okay, anyways. Seahawks put a beating on the Cardinals. They're 3-1. and one. I love Russell Wilson. I love what he does. The Rams' defense clearly isn't that good if it got exposed by Jameis Winston. I can't even imagine what Russell Wilson's going to do to them on Thursday night. I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah, I like that. I think Pete Carroll's going to come up with a good plan for that game. Both teams coming off short uh, weeks there, or short, yeah, short game on Sunday. Uh, the next one. This one is <laughs> kind of funny because uh, neither team has won. Uh, the Cardinals go to Cincinnati to face the Bengals on Sunday. I am taking the Cardinals in this one. I think if there's any time for Kyler Murray to get his first actual win, not a tie, an actual win, put one in the win column, I think it's going to be against this Bengals team. John Ross is hurt. They're only Joe Mixon's there, but he's they're going to clearly shut him down because Andy Dalton isn't a huge threat. They're only a, they're they're deep down the field guy. John Ross is out. Joe Mixon's going to get. I mean, he, they're going to game plan for him and take him out of the game. It's going to be on Andy Dalton and some backup receivers to try to beat the Cardinals, and I think Kyler Murray's finally going to get his first one of the year. So I'm taking the Cardinals in this one. I uh, don't want to put you guys on the spot. You might know the answer. You might not. But is Patrick Peterson returning in Week 5? Let or, me look it up real quick. Because I'm pretty sure it was a four-game suspension, but it might have been an eight-game, and I'm not too sure. Uh, let's just give me my other, give me the other game and then I'll uh, I'll look this up. Okay, because I mean if Patrick Peterson is coming back, he's going to cover Tyler Boyd, which shouldn't be too much of a problem. But uh, then again, we'll see. This one, we're going to let you get a little crazy here. Broncos traveling to face the Chargers. The Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. The Patrick Peterson suspension was six games, so he is not returning. But I'm taking the Chargers. Talk about a cupcake schedule. First Miami, now Denver. Like, oh my. Chargers are just asking or getting. They're I'm not getting into this conversation with you, Dallas. I already. I heard what you did to Aaron I'm here. Not I'm, here to I'm not. Getting, I'm just here to. Say I think you are. No, no, no. no. Anyway, I'm not getting into this conversation. I'm taking the Chargers. They looked great in the second half against the Dolphins, which isn't that tough to do, but they absolutely rolled against the Dolphins. Thirty to ten victory. They got back on track. They've had a lot of close games this year. I think they're fine. I think they're going to put a good beating on the Denver Broncos this week. Unfortunately, um, outside and Melvin Gordon's back. He didn't play a lot last week against the Dolphins, no. but Melvin Gordon. I think he's going to get the ball a few more a few more times. Austin Eckler's been great, but Melvin Gordon's Bradley, Melvin Gordon. Bradley Chubb also out for the torn season, ACL so. done for the year. I think the this is the, if the Chargers lose this game, I think. They're done for the year, honestly. This is not a. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win easily, and they're going to get back on track with a positive, with a positive, uh, uh, vict- or positive record here. All right. So so far, we have the Seahawks winning on Thursday night. We have the Cardinals over the Bengals and the Chargers over the Broncos. Your last game, the fourth game here, the Bills at the Titans. So this is a tough one for me because if Josh Allen's playing, I'm going Bills all day. I still think the Titans. Aren't that good? Even though they put a, they beat down the Falcons, who again I think aren't that good. But I I don't know. I'm 
I'm still going to go with the Bills here because I think the Bills' defense is good enough to beat the Titans and shut down Marcus Mariota even if uh, Josh Allen's not playing. So I'm going with the Bills here. I'm staying on the Bills hype even though Matt Barkley might could be the starter. I'm staying on that Bills I, I hype. I think that's just a huge mistake right there, taking the Buffalo Bills. The Bills. He I, does. He, what you got get, against the what Bills? What you got against the Bills? Did you see Mariota play? He. Re- I hope that Mariota just shoves it right into your face again. Because Talk about picked, mediocre. Marcus Mariota's right there with Andy Dalton. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Yeah, but he's coming off a huge win on the road against Atlanta. And, I mean, uh, they're at home against Buffalo. This is the perfect time for Buffalo a to A huge fall win down against Atlanta. I don't know if I'd call it a huge win. Atlanta's not very good. Most people that said the Falcons were going to like dominate the Titans, though, like no one gave Mariota a chance. He's going to win some games. So I hold think... on, are you? I just like to point out: Are you giving credit to the Falcons right now? Am I giving credit to the Falcons? I'm giving credit to Mariota. I'm saying that you underestimated Mariota last week, and you're underestimating him again against Matt Barkley, which is probably going to be the starter. I don't know how you can possibly think that Matt Barkley okay. is going to lead the Bills to a win in Tennessee. I know you guys can't see my hands, but Dallas can. Bill's defense is like all the way up here. The I mean, they're as tall as the right there too. they're as tall as the CN Tower. The I'm talking about the Falcons defense because Mariota rolled against the Falcons. The Falcons defense not very good, not great. Bill's defense one of the best in the league. Falcons not. Mariota rolled against a not very good defense. I want to see Mariota against a great defense in the Buffalo Bills, and I think he's going to struggle immensely. I think it will come down to Josh Allen though if he is healthy. Because I think if Josh Allen's healthy, I think this game's easily Bills. But I think if he's not, I could see the Titans putting up a fight. But I still agree with Jack. The Bills are probably the better team. And I think, I think the Marcus defense, Mariota is the just The Bills' defense is going to shut down Derrick Henry. And I don't know if Marcus Mariota can get the job done without Derrick Henry to take some of that pressure off. So I'm going Bills here because I think the Bills' defense is one of the best in the league. And I think it's going to shut down a mediocre Marcus Mariota. Can't wait for next week when that doesn't happen. Moving on, we Alice have... is out here making enemies today. All right, so <laughs> this is going to be my favorite part of the day because I get to give games to Dallas. Oh-ho-ho. And so I gave you some some easy ones, but some challenging ones. And I think there could be. I think a if you could upsets. go back, you'd do a lot more challenging oh, if I ones. Could go back, I, I'd, I'd pick. These every are all pre-made before the podcast, but I think if you could go back before. Maybe even, you know, right after that argument and you made picks, you'd be getting all the tough ones this week, Dallas. Yeah, I think. Okay, well, there is one game on here, Chiefs versus I think we Colts. made a big mistake. I, giving... I'm asking you guys to change that right now because that's an 11-point spread. The Chiefs and Colts is just too easy. I want you guys to choose you wanna, any you game. You want to challenge it? Any game. Choose any right, game. Give me, give me two seconds, but I'll give you the first game, which I, could, I think could be the potential upset. Okay. But I'm not going to say anything quite. So, Saints versus Buccaneers. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Both teams are coming off emotional wins, and most uh, times in sports when that happens, the teams lose the next week. But the Saints are coming off an emotional win against the Dallas Cowboys, who are America's team, two very good football uh, teams. But the Buccaneers are coming off a bigger emotional win, going on the road in L.A. and taking down the Rams. So, I think... um, 
that uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints are going to put thing two and two together, and they're going to come out with a big win at home against Tampa Bay. They're not going to let Tampa storm into their stadium and beat them two years in a row. No fifth magic just, this year. No fifth magic. I see it magic. happening. I see Winston cooling off a ton. I know Mike Evans That's and Chris how he Godwin rolls. have been very good, but as we saw in week four, Marshawn Lattimore covered Amari Cooper amazingly. He's going to do the exact same to Mike Evans or Chris Godwin if he has to. So I'm rolling with the Saints here at home, but I do see uh, this game being somewhat close. I totally agree with you. I don't think there's much debate. I think the Saints are the safe pick. I think if you pick the Buccaneers, you'd be crazy. But if it turned out to work out, it'd be pretty impressive. Two um, back-to-back upsets for the Buccaneers? I just don't see it. I I don't see it happening either. It'd be but we agree with Dallas on this. Wow, yeah, I finally. I finally agree with you on something. That's, that's what, a uh, rare occurrence. That's what friends are for, I suppose. Well, wow. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. That's cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, the ne- so the next game I got here is um, the Vikings versus the Giants. Wow. That, that actually is a tough is a game. Tough game for me. me. I love um, Dalvin Cook and I love especially Danny with Dimes. the Vikings on the road because I feel like if uh, Daniel Jones had to go into Minnesota and play in their stadium, they wouldn't have much of a chance. But they are at home. I I think I'm gonna roll with the Vikings though over the Giants. I think Kirk Cousins has to win over that locker room in Minnesota and keep his team in the. Uh, playoff race and i'm without saquon barkley the giants are going to win too too many games the um the giants have a way bigger test uh they don't have to go against the buccaneers defense they don't have to go against the redskins defense they have to go against the vikings defense so uh, i'm rolling with minnesota here to win late in this football game i think daniel jones is going to make a few more mistakes in this one and the vikings are going to pull out a victory he did throw two picks last week. He did. So I think, yeah, playing the Vikings defense is going to be tough. I know it's Daniel be, Jones is a good be quarterback, but I think he's going to be kind of exposed in week five against the Vikings. For sure. I Honestly, first two picks, I agree with you. I think. I know they're the favorites and they're slight favorites. I am but shocked. They're, dude, these Aaron be, is agreeing. With I know. Dallas. I'm not sure it, what to think anymore. It's calmed down a lot in here. It has. It's it has chill. Really it's a relaxed atmosphere. It's very calm and refreshing. Okay, what's your next game? All right. <laughs> All right. Here's where I hope you guys disagree because it's fun that way. I'm taking the Raiders to, to, oh. to defeat oh, Chase Daniel crazy. and the Bears in London. Did you watch wow. that Bears-Viking game last week? Did you week? watch the Raiders-Colts game last week? Clearly you didn't the because Colts. they went into Indy <laughs> That's and they won. the only word you said. Colts. The Colts. Did you watch the, the did you Colts. No, but did you did – I, that's a serious question for you. How much of the Vikings-Bears game did you watch? I watched some, but I was mainly focused on the Bucks rams game, if we're being completely honest with one the another. The Bears' defense was insane. I, I, Ridiculous! I, they gotta go to London. I mean, it, it's a it's it's a literally a coin flip. I think they have to go all the way to London to play a football game. Like, imagine if we had to go to fly to London to, to do a podcast. It would be completely different. It would be up in the air. I think the Raiders. You guys might get along. Well, maybe no, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> we do I have don't to know ride about that. Maybe plane, not. So that might be crazy. I think the Raiders are a little. I don't even know how to put it right now, but they're a little. They got some magic. I guess you could channel Fitz magic in a way. But um, Derek Carr has been producing very well. He's for actually the been really good. Yeah. But I think um, the Bears' defense is going to completely uh, shut down the Raiders, and I don't think the Raiders are going to get much offense going. And I think this could honestly be a, not a blowout, but I don't think the Raiders are going to score many points. 
like I said, I think the Bears' uh, defense is going to win this game for them because Chase Daniel is going to do what he needs to to get some points on the board for the Raiders' defense to sh- or the Bears' defense to shut down the Raiders. A lot of times I look at games and I say, okay, who has the better quarterback? Who has the better running back? Who has the better uh, wide receiver group? And Derek Carr wins the quarterback thing, especially with it being Chase Daniel. I'd even say that he wins the quarterback group with Trubisky, but it's close. And then Josh Jacobs is better than um, Montgomery and Cohen. So I just I like the Raiders to pull off a win there in uh, London. So rooting for Oakland, hopefully going 3-0 and so far. And uh, have you guys figured out what other game you're giving me, or are you sticking with I, Chiefs and Colts? I have figured it out. So oh. I really hope... I don't think it's going to happen, but I really hope the Colts win. Just yeah. just to prove yeah. that you said, oh, the Chiefs are such an easy pick. But the next game I picked for you is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers. Okay, I, I went with Denver last week hoping that um, they would get their first victory of the season. I really like the Panthers defeating the Jaguars um, at home. Uh, I love Gardner Minshew. Since um, when? Well, <laughs> since like 20 minutes ago. I'm so confused. This man flips. He was. He's the, all over the place. He was saying the Falcons were nothing because I mentioned it in my Carson Wentz debate, and he said the Falcons were nothing, and then he gave credit to the Falcons. I'm very confused. Last week he was saying Minshew's not that good. This week he's saying I, I he have, loves Minshew. He's all over the place so far. I have the best record in this uh, at this oh. point. You guys are just haters. At, I haven't the joined the in yet. I yeah. and you. He's been, zero and zero. You've been agreeing. With I can't me on talk. My I'm. I'm out of it. Absolute outrage right now because I take the Carolina Panthers to beat the Jags. I'm not going to take the Jags. It's not going to happen. You're not going to see it. I like Carolina. I like Kyle Allen to go on. And like you said, Christian McCaffrey, this is this big MVP. I so what, he was are just picking the Jaguars. Jacksonville? No, they're going to beat the Jags. Weren't well, 30 seconds ago? Go, I thought 30 seconds ago I, he I was get take, what saying now. Did we interrupt him way too early? Yeah, I think we interrupted uh-uh. him. I get what you're saying now. I get you're saying now. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even fly my wings yet. I didn't even get into the air. I'm still on the plane. It gets shut down. I can't even fly. I don't know what's <laughs> going on anymore on the NFL CSM podcast. It's hectic. I'm just trying to uh, log into my pick, and I'm taking the Panthers over the Jaguars. Is that okay? Do we need a signature uh, off that? First of all, can I just say I love the analogies you give. Honestly, it's, it's, it brightens my even day. Even outside the podcast, he's always got it ready to go. I love it, Dallas. Thank you, thank you. You know, I mean, sometimes I feel like you guys are just a bunch of bowling pins, and I want to grab a – I want to go bowling, if you know what I mean. Hear what I'm, this is what I'm saying, folks. If, are you hearing these? These are gold. So, All right, tell me why you think the Panthers are going to beat the Jaguars. Okay. I, I think that the Jags got off to a slow start. So did the Panthers. They both have won two games in a row. If this game was in Jacksonville, I'd maybe think about it a little bit more. But – um, Leonard Fournette had a really good game last week. He had 200 and some yards on the ground. I think Carolina and that defense are going to shut them down. They're going to have to go into the air. Uh, Gardner Minshew, and I just don't think they're going to have much success in the air. I really like Carolina to come into this game and to win. Uh, I think they've got the better defense slightly over Jacksonville, but th- this is going to be a really close game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags hold a lead for most of this game, but I do think that Carolina is going to come out on top with the win. They're going to improve to three and two. And uh, plus they just had a huge win against Deshaun Watson and the uh, Houston Texans. So the Jags squeaked out against the Denver Broncos who have done nothing this year. So, I mean, you call me crazy, but I like Carolina. All right. So now we've got Dallas's picks. We've got my picks. Aaron, you're zero and zero right now. I'm the rookie. You're the rookie you know here. I'm going to pull a Lamar Jackson. And I'm going to be an absolute beauty. Except he's not a rookie. 
was a rookie last year, though. Okay, but he's not a rookie. This but he's year. a rookie last year. Fine, I'll be Gardner Minshew. I was Minshew. a rookie one day too. Uh, yeah. I'll be Gardner Minshew because he could be. As you really Jack went with Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he I was talking about the, the rookie of the year. He what? could be if the Jaguars keep winning. But anyways, that's not what we're talking about right now. It's a conversation for a different podcast because this is already an extremely long podcast. I'm not, I'm not sorry about that. I'm no. not sorry. We're you having sh- a good time. You should still be listening. Exactly. Anyways, Aaron, I'm gonna be honest. I think you've got the hardest games to pick out of the out of the out of the group of us here. I think we're starting you off tough here. The first one I think is your easiest game. Falcons versus Texans. Who you got? I think I got to go with the Texans. I think they've got the better defense, the better offense. I think they're the obvious pick. I don't think Matt Ryan's got what it takes to beat Agreed. the Texans. Um, I think Deshaun Watson's just going to completely run over the Falcons, and I don't think it's going to be much of a contest. I think the Texans are going to win that game. I agree with you on that one. Next game, this one's interesting because – the, you know, the Ravens have lost two in a row. The Steelers just came off that dominating performance on Monday Night Football. So let's see who he got here. Uh, Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson? The Ravens versus the Steelers. All right. Uh, I don't think Mason Rudolph is a good quarterback. Uh, I don't think he's a quarterback that can win many games. And I think the Baltimore Ravens got um, a very good rush defense. And um, I think without... With the run being stopped a lot by Baltimore, I think uh, the Steelers are going to have a tough time producing offense, and I think Lamar Jackson's going to be putting everything out there, and I think he's going to be running back mixed with quarterback, and I think he is going to be an amazing performance, and I think the Ravens have this game locked up pretty easily. All right, all right. Next game. I think I know who you're going to pick just out of spite. <laughs> but let's see who you Careful, got here. Eric. This Careful. might be the game of the week. Packers-Cowboys. Except the Cowboys have not played anyone good yet. And the only team they did play good with that they lost. So the Packers are really good. This is a big statement game for the Cowboys. If they're going to prove that they can compete and be a Super Bowl favorite, they better win this game. Who you got, Aaron? So I kept quiet after Jack told me to because I listen during rules. There you go. But Jack Clark isn't the president. Um, you know what? I am the commissioner. I, I, I believe in Jack. And we're um, going to get into that soon. No, we're so, not. We're not. No, we're listening to Aaron's pick right now. Hashtag right. Floodmeister for commission. Listen, so that's a since, stop. Since uh, it is now my turn to uh, explain why no. the Cowboys will not win. We're not getting into this conversation again. Uh, i just like to point out the Cowboys oh. have only made the playoffs once since 2017. <laughs> and they did not win that game. So, sorry, you they did win one. Dallas, they Dallas, one. turn they your mic one. off. He's Dallas, turn your mic they off. They did win one. Good facts. But, so, I believe the Packers will win this game. I think Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback overall, and I think Aaron Rodgers will um, oh take goodness. over the Cowboys' defense. And I think the Cowboys have a good team, but I don't see Zeke producing um, against the <laughs> Packers' defense. And... I think Green Bay has this game, and I know Dallas has something to say nope, about it. No, but we're not going to so let them. I'm just going to say we're one not thing. Gonna we're not going to let them. We're not going to let them. Eagles em. can run the ball on the Packers, but you don't think that Zeke can run we're the We're going to not let Dallas talk. <laughs> Dallas, I thought I turned your mic oh, off. Is the, I thought I turned your mic off. You can only go so far, Jack. You think that— I'm a neutral party here, and I, and I like it. Jordan Howard can run the ball, but Zeke can. Uh, I think I just, that was just— I think that's um, just— He had a lot of carries, and I don't just think fandom. they're going to give— they're going to give carries to Zeke, but I don't think they're going to abuse him 
like they did Jordan Howard. So I think that's that. But let's move on to the next one because the Packers are obviously going to win that game. Last game of the Pick'em for this week. A game that's very interesting to me because as you know, on as you've heard before, I'm not a huge fan of the 49ers. I don't think they're that good. But the Browns have won. They they proved something against the Ravens, I think. So it'll be this game's interesting because I don't think the 49ers are very good, and I don't know what the Browns are right now. So who do you got? Browns or 49ers? You're not gonna like this pick, I don't think, because you just said you don't like this team. But I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I believe in Jimmy G, and I think he's gonna keep the um, win streak going. And um, I think it's just the 49ers are gonna have a good season. I think they're going to shock some people. There's always that one team, um, basically any sport, there's always a team that kind of shocks the league. And I think it's going to be the 49ers this year. Um, so I think the 49ers are going to win that game. And I I think they're just going to – Jimmy G is going to show Baker Mayfield how to be a young quarterback. And I think Baker Mayfield's obviously got the skills to be a good quarterback – um, I just don't think he's consistent enough to beat the 49ers. I'm just not sure about the Browns right now because they looked so bad against the Titans. Then they beat the Jets, and then they lost again, and then they just they crushed the Ravens, who we all thought was a really good team. I just have no idea what the Browns are right now. And I know the 49ers are 3-0 and right now, but I just I can't get behind them. And like I said last week, talk to me in week six when they when they go against the Rams. I'll be interested to see what the 49ers record is after that game. But those are our picks for the week. We'll come next week. We'll discuss and see who does who does well. Hopefully, I do well again. They might kill each other before then. I don't know. It might just be me next week. So we'll see. It, some interesting picks. Thank, yeah. Um. I'm glad to be on here. It's been a fun time. Uh. I think. Um. I think we'll picks, invite you back next week if Dallas says so. We have a surprise wow. topic to just quickly sneak oh, in here. Here to we go. The, uh, NFL CSM podcast. It's on a complete different note. Fantasy hockey. No, 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 no. And I know Aaron Jeffrey and I are going to take the same side on this because Jack Clark, a member on this podcast, a good member, I may Last time I checked, this was an NFL podcast. Mockery of our NHL CSM draft. He has the wildest ideas. All right, but he's got the wildest ideas, folks. He thinks that a shorthanded goal should be just as much Dallas, as Dallas, we're talking about the NFL. What's a shorthanded goal in the NFL? Don't I'm not even worry. sure what that is. All right, that's all I want. to say. I don't say. even know what that is. That's all I wanted to say. I'm not even going to comment. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. How do we all do in fantasy this week before we get out of here? Uh, I'm 2-2 two and two in both leagues. I'm like, like right around like late playoffs, like just looking out at playoffs right now. So... There's, there's lots going on right now. I have, I have Julio Jones, who has been okay. I have DeAndre Hopkins, who has been okay. I have a bunch of good players, but not great players, and I'm really upset. I also have John Ross III, who I'm very upset at because he got hurt today. Or not not today. Officially got... Yeah, he's out now today. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. I'm in three leagues. I got spanked in all three leagues. Oh, <laughs> I, no. I lost all three. It was tough. It was a tough week. I'm falling apart, too. I'm 2-2 two and 3-1 two and 0-4. And and oh and I'm not as big as a coach as you guys. I'm only in one league, but I am weak. So uh, we Those only got a, we got a we got a odd number of teams. So I had a bye last oh. week, but I am three and zero in the league, and I oh. won this week. Um, I completely destroyed the person by about sixty points. Dang! So you gotta love. Do you have Jordan Howard? 
Your I, team's all Eagles. I had I have Jordan <laughs> Howard on the bench actually. Your team's all Eagles. I have uh, Aaron Sproles was the starter. Mistake. I only have two two Eagle starters. I have Zach Ertz and Jake Elliott, which really aren't that bad the of choices. Kicker. Um, but I got Patty Mahomes leading my team. That's smart. Good choice. That's smart. And then Gurley had a good week. He's he he actually didn't. He ran for like 15 yards, but he had two touchdowns. I think he's um. I know a lot of people are still doubting Tom Gurley. I think he's still a good running back. I think a lot of people are just doubting him because of his past numbers, and he's not performing like he has in the past, but I think he's still a very, very good running back. There we go. All right. I think that's the I think that's the end of this week. I hope you guys can come back a little more friendly next week, but I doubt it. Uh, I'll be here as a Chargers fan, just kind of minding my own business while I've got two uh, NFC East fans here kicking each other in the butt. Well, I think it's easy to be a Chargers fan because there's not much to cheer for right now. Okay, on that note, right. uh, oh, a fist pump? Okay, we got to get out of here. That's Goodbye. Thank you for listening. If you made a, it all the way through, it was good. I'm going to go and cry now. All right, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week on the NFL CSM podcast. Good night. Adios.